What's up, family? Welcome to Speak, your favorite sports show on television. I am Emmanuel Lato. We got a crazy sports day for you. Yes, you. That is Dave Hellman. He knows everything about everything you need to know about. That's the one and only Joy Taylor. And this is the Philadelphia Eagles all-time Russian leader, LaShawn Shady McCoy. Now, let me tell you something crazy because I realized it this morning. Russell Wilson is doing something that no player in NFL history has ever done. He might be playing himself out of the Hall of Fame. Think about this for a second. We all thought Russell Wilson was a Hall of Famer. There are seven Hall of Famers of the generation, but only one, Russell Wilson, is hanging on by a thread. See, if you look from the outside in, Russ Shirley looks like a Hall of Famer, but if you zoom in closer to the people closest to him, you might start to have some doubts. His head coach, Pete Carroll, he drafted him. But that same head coach, Pete Carroll, was willing to let Russell Wilson go in Russell Wilson's prime. That's not a Hall of Famer decision. Think about his running back. You know Marshawn Lynch, beast mode? Marshawn Lynch said, yo, I ain't calling you if I can't call you directly, especially if I went to war with you. Marshawn Lynch cannot even get a hold of Russell Wilson. That's not a Hall of Fame action. Think about Richard Sherman, maybe the greatest defensive back of this generation or of the last decade at least. Richard Sherman says, you have not been anywhere close to a Super Bowl letting Russ cook. But maybe they are just estranged teammates, former coaches that Russell Wilson didn't get along with. We can use our own eyeballs and see who is Russell Wilson now in Denver with the Broncos. Is he really a Hall of Famer where he is in his new location? But the numbers don't look so good, y'all, with the Broncos worst in points per game. With the Broncos 31st in completion percentage and out of the season, he only has eight touchdown passes. That's the fewest of any quarterback that started 10 or more games. So I've reached one very simple conclusion. Either Russell Wilson is playing himself out of the Hall of Fame or he was never a Hall of Famer to begin with. It's coming to the desk to have a very Ooh. interesting conversation because, Joy, this has really plagued my mind. Russell Wilson and the Hall of Fame status with as bad as the season has been. Is Russ playing himself out of the Hall of Fame? Well, I think you just said it. If we're starting to question it. Was he ever in the Hall of Fame to begin with? Because to me, if you have a Hall of Fame resume, there's nothing that you can do past that resume to change it. Michael Jordan went to the Wizards. We don't think very highly of those years. But nobody was like, oh, it's out of the Hall of Fame now because it, was, it went badly with Washington. No, he, his, his legacy was cemented. So really the question is, was Russ's legacy cemented with what he did in Seattle. I didn't think there was anything that could happen in Denver to make me question that. But I also, if I'm honest, was projecting that he was going to keep playing at the level that he was playing in Seattle. That's the thing. So now that this has happened, I think we're all kind of re-examining and looking back on it with a little bit of a closer microscope. Now, whether that's fair or not, again, I don't like fair. This is what it is. This is a results-driven business. But if we really look at the entirety of Russ's career in Seattle, is it enough to get into the Hall of Fame, or were we projecting that he was going to continue playing at the level he was playing in Seattle and Denver, which, of course, we all were. Certainly Denver was, Absolutely. giving him $240 million, and things have gone badly. I don't think it's solidified on the other end. Obviously, they're going to play out this contract because they don't have a choice, and if he turns things around, we can revisit this conversation. But I, I do think overall what's happened in, C in Denver has made me look at Russ's career and the trajectory of it completely different. Two five, chime in on that. Is Russell Wilson playing himself out of the hall? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. And the reason why is because 
What he did in Seattle was phenomenal. Yep. Like we, we, he's having a bad couple games, having a bad year this year, but he did a lot of good things in Seattle. Let's look at it. He ranks 21st of all-time in passing yards. Yep. He ranks 13th all-time in passing touchdowns. Yep. He ranks 15th all-time in wins. He led his team eight times to the, to the, super, or to the playoffs, playoffs yep. out of 10 years. He's a nine-time Pro Bowler, right? So for us to say that, oh, he's having a bad year, he won't be Hall of Famer, no. Now, granted, I did think that he would play a lot better and we'll probably see some more of them Seattle stats and Denver, which can help the case out more. But I think if, if Russell comes back next year, right, it, I'm going to say the year's over. I'm betting against him this year. But if, <laughs> if he comes back next year and balls out and gives us some of that Seattle's um, Russell Wilson that we know about, that we've seen, that we all fell in love with, we won't have this conversation anymore. And he will be a Hall of Famer, and we will forget about this bad year he's having this year, and we will blame everything on Hackett. Let me ask you this, though, Shady. It is the Hall of Fame, okay. not the Hall of Good, not even the Hall of Really Good. Okay. It's the Hall of Fame. Right. When you look at Russell Wilson's career, there are only so many things that he individually or something that you could predominantly say individually can be famous for. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is most famous, unfortunately, for throwing a pick at the goal line in order to win the Super Bowl. Second most famous for winning a Super Bowl. So when you think about the trajectory of his career, is what he did in Seattle in your mind enough? Or does he need to do more? Does he need that season next season to ball out, to get him back where we think he was? I think if he has a good year next year and the years to come, I think it makes that vision a lot more clear. Oh, okay, we can really see it. I do think that with these numbers I just talked about, he has a shot, right? I mean, after Matthew Stafford won a championship last year, that was a big question. Is Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer? So he has a Super Bowl. Yep. He's been in the Super Bowl twice. He has these numbers. He has the winning. He has the yards. I think if he can add on a little bit and has a better year, I think it makes that vision a lot clearer. I think the thing that makes this so unique is, like, the depth of the crater. Because, like, don't forget – it's pretty normal to see even a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback have a dip. Aaron Rodgers did it. They made the switch from Mike McCarthy to Matt LaFleur. Drew Brees threw up some seven and nine years. They go and draft Alvin Kamara. The Saints got a lot better. Really, the two Super Bowl years are Eli Manning's only, like, great, great years. years. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, this is Hello. common. It's not common to see you sitting this far out of the playoff race, this bad on offense. 14 points a game? Yep. That's the worst scoring offense since the 2000 Browns. Back when the Browns were like an expansion team. That's the territory that Russell Wilson is in right now. So you're right. The, the Joy, Joy said it perfectly. I thought of Russ as a Hall of Famer because I thought I could count on this extending for four, five, six more years. That's what you get from a franchise quarterback. I don't think you can close the door on that yet. He just turned 34 years old, like very recently. He's young by quarterback standards. I know like this sounds goofy right now because that's how bad the Broncos look but they can't get away from this contract like the earliest out (laughs) is like 2026 so it is in the Broncos absolute best interest to do everything they can to make this work so I'm not going to close the book on it but I can't remember watching a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback struggle to this degree I think that's what makes it different like most years it's like oh you know they went seven and nine but they'll have some good draft picks and they can turn this thing around this is not that you also I haven't seen somebody be this bad in what's supposed to be their prime like that's what's so fascinating to me about Russell Wilson he is only 34 years old for a quarterback that is no longer old but we have to be honest we cannot let Tom Brady change our opinion of the way quarterbacks are supposed to play Quarterbacks are not supposed to still be great players, 38, 39, 40 years old. There's Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers has done it the last two. I, I disagree with you Please there. elaborate. Of quarterbacks of that caliber, and okay, we won't say Russell Wilson is a Hall of Famer, 
But the type of quarterback that is capable of Pro Bowl after Pro Bowl after Pro Bowl, Aaron Rodgers won MVPs in his late 30s, back-to-back. Drew Brees played up until the age of 40 and got the Saints very close to a second Super Bowl doing it. No, 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 no. I've never seen a quarterback bounce back from looking this bad. But we have seen quarterbacks up into their late 30s playing well. It's just a matter of yes, like, has Russell Wilson lost it completely? Well. Like, that, that's the question for Jordan, me. break this down because he asked a great question. Has Russell lost it completely? Do you have confidence in Russell Wilson being able to bounce back? Because if we're saying his Hall of Fame career or trajectory is dependent upon his bounce back, that's what Shady's saying. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Can Russ bounce back just based upon what you know about the game of football, what you know about with your eyeball test? I, I mean, I think absolutely. I'm not bailing on Russ. I, I, I'm – I'm fascinated by how bad they are. I don't understand it. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday. When you look at the bottom of the league, like the teams that are in their caliber, there's an explanation for all of them. Mm -hmm. The Steelers are in a rebuild. They have a rookie quarterback. The Texans, we know what's going on with the Texans, right? They, 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 They need talent. They're kind of in a rebuild as well, but they play hard, right? Like, there's, there's something there. You can explain that. Who else is at the bottom of the league? Carolina, yep, you know, Jacksonville. Mm. The, all these teams are, like, in a rebuild. They have new coaches that are, that are trying to adjust the culture. There's something there where we're like, okay, they're bad, but we understand why. We know what they're building towards. We can explain this. The, we were talking about the Broncos competing for a championship this year. They're at the bottom of the league. So I, I just refuse to, and maybe I'm naive, but I refuse to believe that this is how we're going to see Russ's career end. I just, I don't believe it. I've seen him be too consistent for too long to believe that this drop-off is something that cannot be corrected because it's so Out, dramatic. Yeah, it's crazy. Outside of my affinity for Russell Wilson as a human being and knowing him to some degree personally, I think Russell Wilson's done. Like, if I didn't know him personally, I would go way harder. But because I do, I'm not going to go as hard as I want to. Reason I think he's done, Russell Wilson, the first time I ever met him, was on a football field. Before we were in the National Football League, it was at the Senior Bowl, an all-star game post-college. The opposing team's quarterbacks were Kellen Moore, current offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, and Russell Wilson. Kellen Moore, easy to defend. Not because he wasn't brilliant, because he couldn't run. And as a linebacker, there's nothing worse than Shady, you know this as well, is having to get deep into a drop, and next thing you know, quarterback tucks it, and he's everywhere. That's what Russell Wilson could do best. Y'all realize Russell Wilson in his career averages 5.2 yards per carry. It's a lot. Right now, he's averaging 3.6. So Russell Wilson's second greatest attribute is no longer prevalent. More than anything, Russell Wilson was the most dangerous passer on the roll and on the move. If you're now going to make Russell Wilson just a 5'11 pocket passer, somebody he's never truly been, that is why I don't think we will see the same Russell Wilson. I, I, blame, I don't blame that on Russ. I blame that on the coaching, right? Like, so you talked about him not running as much. You talked about him not getting the rollouts. And he's, how effective he was doing that. Well, they're not doing that. So I think this year is like a learning curve. Okay, this is what he does bad. This is what he does good. You take that and then going to the next year, it's self-scouting. That's what they call it. Mm-hmm. Now everything we're going to do is it helps him out in offense. Let's get him more on rollouts, et cetera. We talked about um, um, Justin Fields, right, how he looked bad, bad, bad in the beginning of the year, and then they found something he could do good as kind of yep. running the ball, not yep. throwing it, and they, did, they got more rollouts for him. Same thing with Russell Wilson. Find out what he does best and, and get to that. But don't you think there's a point where physically you can't do it anymore? What do I mean? Two years ago, Russell Wilson, 530 yards rushing. Last year in Seattle, clearly he missed games, 180 yards rushing. This year, he pulled a hamstring. 
That's like not young boy behavior. You know what it is. Yeah, you yeah, pulling a hamstring. Right. That's, right. I'm yeah. getting older yeah, behavior. Yeah. He pulled the hamstring, missed the game because of it, has 130 yards rushing on the season. 2-5, is it on the coaches to be like, hey, Russ, go run? Or do you well, just think well, once you hit 34, ah, you I, might not have them leg, them I, young legs I, anymore? I, I don't see that. I mean, he's a quarterback. It's not like he's like out there like running. And... He led his team in rushing, though, in his third year. Well, well his third year. Yep. So now looking now, it's like that was more off of a run. Yep, you know, zone reads, all yeah, that. Zone reads, et cetera. Options and all that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the scrambling. He can do that. I mean, the guys on planes stretching and doing hop, jump arounds and jumping <laughs> jacks and high knees. For, yeah, high knees for three hours. You could, you tell me he can't scramble for first downs? I'm, and I'm talking about like, like, like broken plays. Okay, yeah. oh, nobody's open. There's, there's lanes. He can't scramble for five, six yards. Uh, yes, I just don't think he can do it with the same, like, ability that he used He don't to. need to do it, but he don't need to, though. We don't need him to be the same Russell that's going for 25 yards. He, listen, everybody can't beat Jalen Hurts. He can't, everybody can't but beat him. But he that. was. That's what's so yeah, fascinating. But, but, he, but, he, he but, but he's not there no more. It's, I can name a many quarterbacks that scramble that's not Jalen Hurts. Come on. Do you think Russell Wilson can read a defense and make throws that need to be made by a starting quarterback? Yes, but from what I've heard inside the Seahawks locker room uh -oh. and outside is this. Russell Wilson is an off-time quarterback. Yeah. And most people know that. He's an off-time yeah, quarterback. Sure. Very simply put, on time, three-step drop ball out, yeah. five-step drop ball out, seven-step drop ball out. That's not Russell Wilson. But you Wilson. can do both, though. You can, okay. but he hasn't shown the ability to. DK Metcalf, when he got to Seattle, he was like, yo, what's this? Ball ain't out in three, five, or seven. He had to partner up with Tyler Lockett to figure out what exactly is going on with Russ. Yeah. If Russell Wilson is best at being an off-time QB, but he can no longer get off time, then it's all bad for the Denver Broncos. But coming up, it's been all good for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Oh, sorry. Can I read the team? Look, Jalen Hurts is having an MVP caliber season. But do we trust him most in the NFC playoffs? Names like Garoppolo, names like Brady, names like Prescott. Let's talk about that next. Don't go anywhere. The Philadelphia Eagles have been shocking the NFL. They are a league best 10 and 1. Jalen Hurts is a huge reason why. Fourth most total touchdowns this year was 25. Hurts is also in the MVP conversation, getting the respect of everybody, including the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, who said, quote, he's playing at a very, very, very high level, adding the Eagles are a tough team to stop. Now look, the playoff picture is starting to sure up. We get it. The Eagles are likely going to be a one seed. Cowboys, Giants, Vikings, they're all in there. We know the Niners are in there as well. The Bucks, it looks like they're going to be a steady team in there. But the real question is this. Who do you trust most as a quarterback in the playoffs? Some would say Jalen Hurts. But let's look at the playoff pictures I talked about. You got Kirk Cousins. You got Jimmy G. You got Tom Brady. Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, and Taylor Heineke. So as you look at the quarterbacks in the playoff picture, I'm asking you, Dave Hellman, is Jalen Hurts, who is currently quarterbacking the number one team in football, is he the quarterback you trust most in the NFC playoffs? This is, this is a question. Is this thing on? This is, like, <laughs> this is a question about... Who's quarterbacking the best team, or who do I trust the most? Who do you trust you the trust, most? Who you trust the most? On what planet could the answer to that question be Jalen Hurts? Like, be serious with me. What? Be honest. Be honest. In, in a world, in a world, viewers at home, if you're new to the show, in a world where we wow. dog Aaron Rodgers every other day because of what he does or does not accomplish in the playoffs, Aaron Rodgers, unquestionable Hall of Famer, Top 5, 10 resume in the history of the sport. Back-to-back -back MVPs. We dog him every other day because of the way that he's fallen short in the playoffs. In what world can I trust 
a guy who's played one playoff game and gotten his doors blown off in it. So who you trusting? Let's hear this. You can say, I mean, uh, what, Thomas Brady? Tom, and how they been doing? Brady. How they been doing? 35 and 12 in the playoffs. Who cares? The question isn't about what they're doing right now. So you just the question you play, is about who do I trust? I'm sorry to cut him off. In the NFL playoffs. So you play a certain way the whole year. And, yes. just, and just because. Oh, I'm so happy you said that. I'm, I'm saying so you play a certain way the whole that. year, right? Right? And then yeah. just because you're, you got this name and et cetera, and he is who he is. I, you know, I'm the biggest Brady fan of all time. Of course. But. And the playoffs, the, t- the team is going to change? It's going to change, right? You're a big fan of Lamar Jackson, right? Yes, I am. How'd his MVP season go? We talking about right now. What do you do? Yeah. The, we talking about the NFC right now. We're talking about we talking a about. team capable of going 14-2 and two with a unanimous, undisputed MVP, and Lamar Jackson scored 12 points and lost his first playoff game. Right, so, I'm one. A, so I'm going to ask you again. I don't know if you asked me the question. Or I'm going to ask you the question. I thought I was there first. But anyway, I'm asking you, <laughs> who do you trust in? I trust Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, Dak Prescott. What? All more than I trust Jalen Hurts. Let by simple friend. measure of the fact that I've seen them do it. You, you see Jimmy now too. You see Jimmy G do what? Okay, well, Win playoff games. And you and you give him that and he gets credit for that? Yes. Jalen Hurts can't he do gets, it. He gets credit for doing it. I'm not saying he's the reason why. Jalen Hurts do can't it. do that, but Jimmy G does. I haven't seen him. The last time I saw Jalen Hurts in the playoffs, it was 31 to nothing as at a, the end of the as third a baby. Quarter. I, I'm with, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I'm with that. I, I have not seen him do it. Is it crazy to say that until I see it? I would like to see it. Can we put the list back up here. Is that crazy? Can we put the list back up? <laughs> Am I crazy for <laughs> He's requesting the list? Please. Jimmy G. Can I get? Can I get? Can y'all weigh in for me? Am I crazy for thinking that I'd like to Let see me know him do it? Let turn. You're I don't like out. to just assume. Am I up? You're up. I don't like to assume people can win in the playoffs. Uh oh. <laughs> Is he gonna hit me? Is he gonna tackle me? Let me get some of this. Let me get some of this. Listen. Right now, the NFC, Jalen Hurts is the guy, MVP guy. First of all. He's the best leader. I'm going to go and say it. This year, he's the best leader. You talk about Kirk Cousins. We all know Kirk, Kirk Cousins does. Nothing. Jimmy G, all he does is hand the ball off every play. Keep going. Tom Brady, he's the greatest. He's the GOAT. Not this year. I don't know what's going on down there in Tampa, but they ain't getting it done. That Prescott, he's the best game manager I've ever seen, but the running games is not there. What's he going to do? The same thing, choke. Lost on Dallas last year against the 49ers. And then... I'm not going to talk about number six. And we're going right to the seven. Haneke. <laughs> He's doing a good job, but they not, might not make the playoffs. So Jalen Hurts, put some respect on his name. <laughs> hey, real quick. Real quick. When Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. Disrespecting the, the, the when punish right here. When Tom Brady won the Super Bowl as a member of the like Tampa that. Bay Buccaneers, how did he do it? He did it as a, as a wild card team, right? He had to fight his way through the playoffs, didn't have a home playoff game. He was there. I'm just checking. He I'm was, just checking. What did he say? He I'm just checking. Brady, when y'all won the Super Bowl. What about right now, though? See, the, the, the problem is, well, hold up. We ran off after the bye week. We ran off like five in a row. Did. Yeah. They're right? still they're, smoking cats. There's still six weeks to play. When I watch them play now, I don't see the same team. You don't see the same team, right? Not right now. You don't now. see the same Brady. I don't see the same. Would you Evans, at, I don't, I, can you at least meet I, me halfway and say that the playoffs are a different beast? I could never meet you halfway. Oh. We don't think alike. Come on now. Joy, Joy I'm weighing on this because I know they don't think alike, but how do you think? Um, is Jalen Hurts the quarterback you trust most in the playoffs? Okay, so I, I struggle with the question, which I know we're not supposed to do because it is a quarterback question. I went back and forth before the show about what this question was going to be. Am I supposed to ignore the team, right, and yes. just focus on the quarterback? Because I don't like to do that. Because it's in a vacuum. And I, I don't like to have those kind of conversations. That's not how the world works. If you're asking me who is the quarterback only individual person that I trust the most in the playoffs, it's got to be Tom Brady. It has to be Tom Brady. And Tom Brady is going to be in the playoffs. And 
If I'm going to pick Tom Brady against, even if we're going to expand to the team, and I'm going to pick Tom Brady against most of the other teams who are in the NFC playoffs right now, I'm taking the Bucks over Taylor Heineke and Washington. Mm-hmm. I'm taking them over the Giants. Mm-hmm. I'm taking them over the Cowboys. So really, until you get to the top of the NFC, are we going to start to have that conversation anyway? That said, I'm, I got to go with Jalen Hurts also. And then after that, I'm going to go with Jimmy G. And I'm sort of speaking out of both sides of my mouth right now because I am considering the rest of the team when I go past that. But to answer the question directly, what quarterback do I trust the most? It's got to be Thomas Brady. Shady, let me help you out, big dog. Um, I trust Jalen Hurts. And the reason – And why wouldn't you? The reason, no, <laughs> the reason I trust Jalen Hurts, clearly Tom Brady, we know what he's done over the course of his career. The goal. I'm looking at the right here right now. Jalen Hurts literally has made one bad decision on the season that has cost his team. One. He's thrown three interceptions. He threw an interception against the Commanders. Y'all recall A.J. Brown had hit him in both yep. hands. Yep. Yep. He threw an interception early on in the season against uh, – I forget who it was against. He was targeting Jack. Kenneth Gainwell. The the, he was targeting Kenneth Gainwell before the Jags interception. He was targeting Gainwell on a screen. It hit him in both hands. The one mistake that Jalen Hurts has made, the one – all season that cost his team was a pass behind Pascal, Zach Pascal, that the Jags picked off. Oh, right, right. One yeah. mistake yeah. on the season. 11 games and one mistake. That is why I trust Jalen Hurts most in the playoffs. More than Brady, more than Jimmy G, more than Prescott. We've seen Prescott make a mistake every game since he's returned. So yeah. he's disqualified from the Big conversation. Picks. Jimmy G, I love Jimmy G. 16 touchdowns, four interceptions on the season. Basically. But he has made some bad mistakes. Basically. Tom Brady, we know how good Tom Brady has shown us his ability to be, but it is not translating into wins. Jalen Hurts, however, has made one mistake, thrown one interception that hasn't hit his receivers in both hands. One for that reason, I don't know how you can look at the present, not the past, Dave, but I don't know how you can look at the present and say you trust Tom or anybody, in all honesty, in the NFC more than Hurts. Seeing is believing, and I've covered this league way too long and seen way too many instances where the math changes in the playoffs, the stakes get higher, the game planning is better, the <laughs> coaching staffs are better. And look, this is, I, this is what I hate about this. I've had nothing but nice things to say about Jalen Hurts all year. I think uh, he's, he's a hell of a player. Uh, it's true. <laughs> I see him as believing. When you say trust, what does trust mean? It means, like, I can count on you because I've seen you do it before. Mm -hmm. The bottom line is that I haven't. You said a bunch of really nice stuff that's happened during the regular season. I follow the Dallas Cowboys for a living. I don't care about what happens in the regular season. Mm. They're two different things. Only thing I'm saying is this. Like, so, first, he's, a, he's been the most impressive quarterback out of everywhere we've seen up there, correct? On that list, he's, yes, sir. He's been safe with the football. He's yep. been playing good football. Yep. I see different games where Dak doesn't play good football. I've seen games where Tom Brady hasn't pl- been playing good football. Hurts has been playing solid football the whole year. And what I'm telling you guys is that just because of the playoffs, like, everything doesn't change. Like, now we've been playing bad, playing bad football, turn the ball over, et cetera, can't run the ball. Now we're in the playoffs. It's going to change. Think about that. The same – Running backs is playing, the same line is playing. What's going to be the difference? I mean, I think the stakes are higher, the pressure is more, and in situations that you haven't been in before where you have to make split-second decisions, experience matters. I mean, more experienced teams tend to win out in those situations. I don't think that there's a big – there's not a big gap for me between Jalen Hurts and and Tom Brady this year for reliability. I'm just saying when it gets to the postseason, I'm halfway between – you and Dave here. Like, I can't just erase what Tom Brady has done. They're going to be in the postseason. They're going to be there because yeah. they're going to win their division. So you have to respect 
what his resume, no matter how it's gone this season, when they get there. Now, would I pick the Eagles over the Bucks? Yes, I would. Of course. But we're talking about just quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Well, speaking of talking about quarterbacks, coming up, maybe the most outlandish thing you will see on television. <laughs> Justin Herbert ranks ahead of Tua Tungavailoa and Jalen Hurts. This is ludicrous, and we have to share how ludicrous it is next. I can't believe how it. How do you feel about I was this? shocked. How do you feel no, about this? Flabbergasted. Need a quarterback. I hate that social media quarterback. Let's talk World Cup. Everybody is watching. United States got out of group stage yesterday Woo! with a big 1-0 win over Iran. Next up, a matchup in the round of 16 against the Netherlands. The Dutch won two games and had a tie in their group stage. Coverage of this huge game begins Saturday, 9, 8 Eastern on Fox. Dave Hellman, where will you be watching? I mean, it, it's 7 a.m. L.A. time, yes, but it is. hopefully there's a bar somewhere out here that's going to open early. I, I need to be <laughs> with my people for this. Joy, you want to meet me over there? I will be in Atlanta. Oh, for the SEC title. The SEC championship. I'll, be, hey. I'll hold it down. Go I got, Tigers, but I will right. be watching, of course. I got the mimosas ready. Right <laughs> I will be watching. And I, I will it. be having mimosas. <laughs> well, look, I'm going to need extra mimosas to tolerate the nonsense <laughs> I just read over the weekend. Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tungabailoa, they're battling for playoff spots, but that's not what you need to hear. You need to hear this, that there was a top 25 ranking of the players under 25, and Justin Herbert was ranked ahead of Jalen Hurts and was ranked ahead of Tua Tungvaluwa. I was appalled. I literally was speechless when I read that because I could not figure out. I can't grasp. Move this. I can't grasp how asinine a concept Sorry. you have to follow to rank Justin Herbert ahead of Jalen Hurts and or Tua Tungavailoa. Shady, the floor is yours. Do you have an issue with Herbert being ranked ahead of Hurts or Tua? I'm going to answer this question. This is the career or this this year? I don't care how you do it. Answer well, however hold you want well, to answer. If it's this year, I'm going with Jalen No, answer Jaylen your careers Hurts. then. Okay, so if it's career, I don't see nothing wrong with it. I got to agree with it. I mean, listen, despite how you feel – Justin Herbert has done things we haven't seen before. And the first, he has the most yards out of any quarterback ever. The, the, any quarterback you want to think about that you love, he has more yards than him in, his first, in, in the first two years. Any quarterback. He has more passing touchdowns in the first two years of any quarterback. So we talk about what has he done, that's major. And the biggest point that I want to make, he doesn't play defense. You want to talk, your argument is going to be, I don't even know it, but I'm going to guess that he doesn't win. He doesn't go to playoffs and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But as you watch a lot of the games, he does his part. He goes in there and scores touchdowns. Sure. And the defense, they don't hold up there in a bargain, and they lose. And he doesn't play defense. So I'll just say this. He has twice as many touchdowns as Tua. Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts is just getting going. He has way more stats than, than, than Jalen. So I got to give it to, her. I gotta give it to um, Herbert. Ranking Herbert, and I, as a human being, I love you. What is the facts, though? This is not but me. When it comes to this take, ludicrous. Um, Justin Herbert has never been in an MVP conversation. Tua's in an MVP conversation. Jalen Hurts is in an MVP conversation. Justin Herbert has never made the playoffs. Jalen Hurts has made the playoffs, and Tua currently is sitting as a two-seed overall. Justin Herbert has a whole bunch of statistics, but they are empty. It's like when you get that bag of chips and you open it up and you realize that you paid $6.99 for a bag of chips, but it's half empty. See, Justin Herbert's statistics are half empty. Touchdown passes, all of these touchdown passes, what's it amount to? All of these touchdown passes, what does it amount to? See, here is the problem with us in society. We think that a two-handed reverse windmill is worth more than a layup. 
a layup's two points, a reverse windmill's two points. So Justin Herbert's 60-yard dime pass is not worth more than Jalen Hurts' six-minute drive methodically down the field. I agree. It's not worth more than Tua's play-action pass, finding Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle on a crosser. I agree. But we esteem it as if it's worth more. It makes no sense to me. I'm going to get a headache if I keep hitting myself in the side of the head that aggressively. But I do not understand how you can look at a man in Tua who has won 21 games in 30 games, and you can look at Justin Herbert, who took him 43 games to win 21 games and try to say that Justin Herbert is better than Tua. And don't talk to me about defense. See, Chargers fans want to say, well, Justin Herbert's rush defense is the worst in football. Patrick Mahomes, it was the 31st worst in football last year. He found a way to win 13 games. The Packers, it was the 30th worst in football last year. He found a way to win 13 games. Stop talking to me about, oh, the defense. And lastly, it's not lastly, but lastly for this take. If you were second in passing attempts, I would hope, I would hope, I would hope that you were second in yards. But he's not. He's second in pass attempts and fifth or sixth in yards. So even that math ain't mathing. I don't want to go to you, Dave, because okay. I think I know where you're going. <laughs> so I'm going to go to somebody that's going to bring me down a notch. Joy. Do you have issue with Justin Herbert being ranked ahead of Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I do. I'm not quite as outraged as you are. Uh, but I do have an issue with it because I see where you're going with all this with Justin Herbert. I'm trailing you. I'm not, I'm not quite out in front of the, the campaign, but I'm trailing yeah. you on it because I do subscribe somewhat to the idea. No, I do subscribe to the idea that winning has to matter more than talent. It just does. When you're measured against your peers, the results also have to matter, especially when you're playing the most important position on the field. So by that measurement alone, Jalen Hurts is ahead of both of them because Jalen Hurts has played in a playoff game. Whether you, you have, we can't give Aaron Rodgers credit for showing up. We can't give Jimmy Garoppolo credit for showing up, but not give Jalen Hurts credit for showing up. Like you make the playoffs, you make it to the dance, that's account for something. Mm -hmm. we, we, we pay attention to how many times you've participated in playoff football. It matters. So he has played in a playoff game, Tua and Herbert can't have it. I would also tend to lean to her, her Tua's had to overcome way more than Herbert and Jalen Hurts and has still been able to turn everything around and have the year that he's having. So I, I'm not going to disregard the numbers that Herbert put up in his first year. And to be clear, <laughs> to be clear, because uh, I watch all this stuff, that was way early on Herbert. Nobody really liked Herbert coming out of college. After the Rose Bowl, I was like, nope, dude can play. He's going to have an amazing NFL career. He's the real deal. Whatever was going on in that offense wasn't working for him. Once he gets to the NFL and someone figures out how to use him, he's going to be great. So for everybody who's talking about how, like, we don't give Herbert the credit for his talent, he absolutely does. But this is why the Herbert to uh, Jalen Hurts conversation gets so testy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I do feel like in some ways we're rewarding what we see over the actual results. And this is not a beauty pageant. It's not. And even if it was, he wouldn't win that either. Uh, Dave Hellman. See, it is kind of a beauty pageant. And that here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This, this is the way I look at it. I didn't put this list together. I did not talk to the fine folks over there who did. But when you're talking to me about best player under 25, like I'm thinking about this in terms of like the NFL draft. That's the whole point. Like who should you be most excited about? This is the next generation of young stars, guys who are exceeding far beyond their age, right? I mean, Micah Parsons is the number one player on this list. This is, he's halfway through his second season in the league. Right. It's insane. So when I think about that, 
I think Justin Herbert is a scheme-proof football player. And, and that ties into your whole thing about him looking good on social media. And why is that? It's because the guy was built in a lab to play football. He's 6'5". He's shockingly mobile for a gigantic white dude. He's got a cannon of an arm. He does. You can get him on the move. He can make every single throw from the pocket. He can – Patrick Mahomes and maybe Aaron Rodgers on his day – those are the only two other quarterbacks in the league for my money that can make the range of throws that Justin Herbert can make. Josh Allen, too. Josh Allen, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Josh Allen. Forgot about you. My bad. Okay. It's a short list. How about that? It's, it's a very short list of people who can do what that guy does. It's not a knock on Jalen Hurts and Tua Tungavailoa, but the story of this season, correct me if I'm wrong, is about how those coaching staffs and those organizations have designed things around them to maximize their talent. It's not to say that they're not talented guys. That's not my point. My point is, if I'm picking players, and it's, again, I, I use the playground analogy probably too much, but if, it, if we're on the playground and it's like, I don't know who my coach is, I don't know who my receivers are, I don't know what my line looks like, who do I want? I want Justin Herbert, and I'm sorry if that makes you feel that's some type of way. That's what this list is, though. Correct. Yeah, no, I, exactly, the and that's why problem, he's lit for his first time. The problem with it for me, Shady, is it's lazy. Like, it's lazy? It's lazy. I believe that we have to do more work as opinionists, analysts, TV people than just saying, I want the tallest, fastest, strongest arm dude. Right. Like, no, I want the dude who can make it all add up into something. Okay. Like, it's all fun and games if you go to the, if you go to the most expensive restaurant. But just because it's the most expensive don't mean it's going to taste the best. So that's my biggest issue with all of this. So my thing is this, right? So... You said do all this to get to the with, with results. And you, mm -hmm. I guess the results is like a playoff championship. MVP, playoffs. Okay, so better yet. So if we look at all these players, right, or the three quarterbacks, if I'm telling you that, like, I got more yards than you, mm -hmm. I got more touchdowns than you, what else are, I mean, like, what else are we talking about? More throws. I would hope I, you I, have more yards I, and more I, touchdowns. I mean, but then like so so you okay, have more throws. That's my thing. So like 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 but that I mean, yeah, but no too. Some guys that have more carries, I got more yards then. Mm -hmm. Right? And we can't act like the stats don't matter. I feel like they do we, matter. But you, you guys are acting like the stats don't matter. That's all I'm saying. What I'm saying is what matters. He got twice as many touchdowns as Tua. Like, how can we put him? And I love Tua. I love his game. I love his, he's accurate. I love his, the way he's playing now. But let's not front here. Let me, let me do this. I got, I got double the amount of touchdowns you, you have. Yeah, that's, you that sounds crazy. You're the big boy you stand there. I'm ready. Let's rock. I'm ready. Let's rock, McDonald. We never let me, let, me answer, let me answer this short. question for you. Um, <laughs> can I gritty? So many people. Gritty if you want to. Gritty if you want to. Oh, I like them kicks. Gucci's. Ah, uh, something, something, something like this, something like I, I mean, see you, big dog. We ain't got to talk about it. Anyway, so many people try to say, well, Justin Herbert, he hasn't had the receivers this year. Look at the courses of their career, 2-5. That's what I want you at home, even you Chargers fans, pay attention to. Mike Williams has paid 38 games. Okay. Eckler, 36 games. Keenan Allen, 33 games right. since Herbert was the quarterback. But then let's look at Tua or Jalen Hurts because remember these numbers, 38, 36, 33. Okay. Now let's look at the big three of Jalen Hurts, for example. Devontae Smith, 26 games. Goddard, 26 right. games. A.J. Brown, 11 games. So wait a second. 36, 33, 38. And you got 21 wins? Keep in mind, Hurts has only played with Devontae, Goddard, and A.J. for 26 games. 26 games, yep. 11 wins. Yep. He made yep. the playoffs. He has 19 wins. Let's talk about Tua. I don't want to talk about him no more. Let's talk about Tua. Tua's played with Gusecki for 29, Jalen Waddle for 20, Tyree Kill for 9. You 
just played with Tyree Kill for nine games, Waddle for 20, Gusecki for 29, and you have 21 wins? I, of course Herbert has more touchdown passes. He's had better dudes for longer. I'm not just talking about this year with Herbert. I'm talking body yeah. of work. The first two years, right? So if you want to talk about the offense and the players, can we talk about the defense? Sure. Herbert's first two years, his defense is ranked 31st. Two of 15 and, and Jalen Hurts 10. That matters. My it play. does matter. And hold up, and let me stop me. And they're scoring more points, way more points. The Chargers are. So if I'm scoring more points than you, but my defense is trash and they not stopping nobody, what am I supposed to do? Last year. Hey, hold up. If you're a running back and I'm a running back, and I come in the league, right? I'm doing my thing. I have more yards than you mm-hmm. and more touchdowns. What are we talking about? If you have more carries, more, I would hope more, you have more yards and touchdowns. If you have more carries, I, I would hope you have more. You got one Pro Bowl? Herbert? Here, one yeah, I got one, I believe. How many two I got? Come on. You have any? How many Jalen got? He ain't got any. That ma- all that matters. Who's in the MVP conversation? My boy. We're, exactly. <laughs> Not Herbert. Not Herbert. We talk about that career. So you talk, see, the thing is, I'm a Hurts guy. Yes, sir. I'm so I you so this year, he's balling. He, of course. He, I, he's repping it. But we talk about that whole body of work, the whole career, I can't look at, I got to look at Herbert. Keep in mind, Herbert was great for a rookie. Who was, was a rookie? Who was a rookie of the year? He, a rookie, Who's the not of the player of the year. What are we talking about? Hurts is in the conversation Yo, for player you know, of the year. You know what's crazy? It's really sad, though, because you really want to believe what you want to believe. But you know the truth. If you you a linebacker, you yes, come sir. in the league. First of all, so, you, so all, it's three other linebackers with you, yep, yep, yep. right? You get rookie defense player of the year. That matters. Yep. You got the most tack, tack, tackles ever from a linebacker in your first series. And yep. then you get the most sacks. How, how are you not better at that point? Because if I'm not contributing to winning, what's winning? Like they're on the playoffs. We go to playoffs and what happens? That's the problem. He's undefeated man. Come on. when Come he starts on, and man. finishes games. Talk He's ten and one. He's six you and five. You talking about this year? He been balling since Talk he got in the league. He, what is balling? Pick sixes? That's what he leads the league the in. Most, since he got in the league, he leads the league in pick sixes. Okay, you that's, know what? The, that's the one category he leads the league in. My my brother, you win. <laughs> that's all I wanted to hear. Ooh. Coming up. J.D., get your energy because you got to go crazy work next. Look, we got to talk about the players that have given defenders the craziest work. That Shady segment. Y'all don't want to miss it. It's about to get wild. This guy is crazy. Phenomenal. My favorite segment on television, but we have to move to an incredible topic. The San Francisco 49ers, they've been giving out crazy work as a team. They have won four straight games now. They are sitting at seven and four. They are currently winning the NFC West in dominant fashion. (laughs) But... Their record really isn't all that good. NFL.com says they are a team that is better than their record because of their top-ranked scoring defense and elite skill players. Quote, they can hang with anyone. Let's go ahead and get to the conversation. Let's get to the conversation. I'm tired of reading. Well, we got oxygen tank? Or it's not, it's not riffable? It's not riffable. Not this show. Just, not this show. I'll just deep breathe. You're sweating. Anyway, um, the Niners are 7-4. and four. They've won four games straight. Joy, I'm coming to you. Are the San Francisco 49ers better than their record? You are what your record says you are. I like that. And that's all period. That was Dennis Green right there. Listen. Uh, the Niners' defense is really like that. I want to put some perspective out there. They are like that. Not allowing any points in the, in the second half of four straight games That's crazy. is terrifying. That's crazy. I don't care who they're playing. That is insane. To not allow any points, that's wild. So I have to respect what the 49ers' defense is doing. But <coughs> they have some really weird losses. I like to use the excuse machine very sparingly. Uh, people like to fire that thing up every week. Not doing that. They've had some bad losses with Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. your guy, playing quarterback. They've they've been all over the place all season long. Now, what you do in the regular season 
has chapters. You can have injuries. You can have things go wrong. You can have players out. You know, you, you have weird losses. Fine. How you finish the season and what you do in the postseason is what really matters. Mm -hmm. We all know that. I need to see more. I just need to see more. That's, that, that's all I'm saying. I, don't, I think their record is what, they say, what it says it is. They, they struggled through the first part of the season. They lost some weird games. And now they're getting on track. But to say that they're better than the teams that have been consistent all season long, right. I'm not jumping to that. I'm going to jump to it. I'm going to leap to it. I'm going to fly to it. Um, yeah, the Niners are better than the record. I believe it's for this reason. My freshman year in high school, I had a 2-8 GPA. 2-8. You had a 2-8? 2-8. Oh, man. I don't believe it. Guy. But, yeah, but rock with me. I had a 2-8. My sophomore year, I had a 3-0. My junior year, I had a 3-2. Oh, you're losing My me. senior year, okay. I had a 3-4. You got better. And my master's, I got a 3-7. I just stayed the same. I did right. this. <laughs> if you were to judge me my senior year by my freshman year grades, that's inaccurate because I had gotten better. Okay. Same thing with the San Francisco 49ers. The last four games, they're the only NFC team that is undefeated since we came. They've gotten better. Their defense hasn't allowed a second half point, if I'm not mistaken, like Joyce said, I believe in the last four games. I don't think they've allowed a point in the last 96 minutes or something crazy like that. When I look at seven and four teams like the New York Giants, okay. The Niners and the Giants are not the same. When I look at an 8-2 and two or 9-2 and two team like the Minnesota Vikings, I do not believe the Minnesota Vikings are better than the San Francisco 49ers, but the record says that they are. Even when I go somewhere and I look at the Miami Dolphins, I can't say that the Dolphins are a three-loss team because when two is there, they're not. So I believe that the Niners are significantly better than the record, primarily because I'm looking at the last four weeks of play. I can't go all the way back to week two because I don't believe, or really even week five, because I just think they are a different team. Like, I don't believe the Cowboys are the same team that lost to the Bucks. Thus, I don't believe that the Niners are the same team that lost to the Broncos. They did lose to the Falcons. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't forget about that. And the Chiefs yeah. did that to them. Don't, forget, since, don't forget that. that. Not at all. But D'Amico Ryans didn't forget that. Andy Reid was from the top. Bro, buckle. <laughs> Boom, Boom. That's a lot of weight. That's a lot Boom. of weight. Yes, don't, don't forget <laughs> that. I, I didn't forget all that at right, all. Okay. But what's most important is D'Amico Ryan's defensive coordinator for the 49ers didn't forget that. And since then, they've tightened up. Dave Hellman or the Niners better than the record. You ready for me to hurt your soul? Yeah. No, no, I, I agree with you. So no, I agree with you. The Niners are to teams what Justin Herbert is to quarterbacking. The talent is Elaborate. there. The Elaborate. talent is there. They got all the talent in the world. They arguably have more talent in, in the, in, than anybody in the NFL. It hasn't always translated week to week. True. You're just like every week, I'm like, damn, these guys are so good. Why can't they score more than 13 against the Saints? Damn, these guys are so good. They didn't really wake up and show their potential until the second half against Arizona. Damn, these guys are so good. Why are the Chiefs just zooming up and down the field on them? Two, like, I agree with you. I think the, the Niners day. are one of the three Great best point. teams in the NFC. But that's, that's the whole point. It, there's more to it than just what your record says you are. I think they have the talent to be one of the absolute best teams in the league. They haven't always played like it. They're very frustrating. Justin Herbert is frustrating. It's frustrating trying to figure out why Justin Herbert doesn't win more games. It's frustrating why the Niners aren't one of the top two seeds in the NFC. They absolutely have the talent, though, and I think they'll be there at the end of the season. Get in here, Shane. I, I agree with you. I just think that when I watch the 49ers, that team and record, that team's record is who they are. I don't think they're better than that record. They, they're exactly what they should be, right? Look at this team. I, I'm not impressed. I watched that, I watched that game against the, the, the Saints. Yep. I was not impressed. All the names you put on paper, oh, my God, this team is, like, lights out. You talk about the, the, the roster, is loaded. They put up 13 points. This is my question in football. If the defense doesn't play lights out, Joy, like you talked about, shut some teams out in the second half, let's say they don't do that, then what? The same team going to win, giving 13 points out? 
let's say, let's say it's passing interference calls, bad calls from refs, happens all the time. Uh, you know, guys miss, miss tackles, whatever yep, yep, it is. Yep, yep. And they get behind. Are they going to be winning? Are they still the, the team we look at? I don't see that. So this record they have, exactly who they are. Uh, and all them skilled players, they like rank like 15th, 16th in offense. I just, I'm just not blown away like Airballs is. I mean, they look good on paper. Then break this down for me. Let me break it down. If the Giants are 7-4 and four and the Niners are 7-4, and four, do you think those two teams are the same? I think they're both good teams. I, I believe that. I don't see the thing is with the with the, the Giants, they had a lot of injuries, mm-hmm. right? And they don't have they didn't have a lot of a high expectations. So it's like, oh my God, I can't believe the Giants are this good because we thought they all was trash. But I think they're a good team. They fight. They not no bums. They not no bums. Now, if you're asking me about the talent level, now sure, if I had to pick if would I'll take the Giants or I'll take the 49ers, I would take the 49ers. I think just from the, the history, the coach, and, and then the team they've been there, but they stay in the same boat. They're good teams. The Giants, good record. The Giants definitely aren't bums. Like you can't. They're not bums. They're not bums. I watched them and on they Thanksgiving. Fight. They're not bums. But do you take the Giants seriously as a team that can get to the Super Bowl? You know what? They've had so many injuries and they trade away some players. That's why I can't look at them in the same. But do you you do take the Niners seriously? That's my thing. Uh, do I? Do I do? You don't? I, I do. You know what? I don't see. The thing is. I, you know what? It, you know what it is. I've been on that type of that team, man. I've been there where we we, we assembled this big team, like 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 the End Games, mm-hmm. right? And you get <laughs> all these superstars. You get Iron Man, <laughs> Spider Man, all these guys there. I was there. I, I, we had Nami Osmo and South the same on the same team. We had me. We had the Chargers. We had all these players, right? Our, the backups was Vince Young, like yeah. Michael Vick. And then I seen what happened. So when you put this team together, the expectation level goes way out the roof, right? Mm-hmm. So you lose games. So things don't work out well. Let me say a thought, then Joy, take us home. Here's why I think the Niners are better than the record. Remember, the Giants started off 6-1, if I'm not mistaken. But in the last four games, they're 1-3. When I look at the Niners, they started off terribly. I believe it was 2-4. Somebody can correct me if I am wrong. But obviously, we know in their last five games, they are 4-1. Those two teams have identical records. Those two teams are not the same. One is 1-3 and three in their last four. One is 4-1 four and one But there's always runs five. in sports. There's always runs. Absolutely. Okay. But I'm saying as it stands right now, two 7-4 and four teams, I don't think they are the same. Joy, whatever thoughts you want to close with, take us home. Take I think you can, you can grow and, and teams change throughout seasons. Like, there's, there's stuff that happens at the beginning of the season yep. that's not the same in the middle of the season, towards the end of the season. Like I said, you have injuries. You have guys in and out, key positions. Guys show up. Christian McCaffrey gets there. He's still learning the offense. Things are starting to gel. Maybe the quarterback's dealing with an injury. He gets healthy towards the end of the season. Right. Sure. But right now, right now, we have to look at the story of what they've been this year. Like, even that game, if that's not the Saints, how's that go? You feel like it goes the same way? Talk to him, Joey. Talk to him. I don't know that it does. So, when they're, when they're tested, we're always talking about who, who all has been tested. When they're tested, when I see how the rest of the season goes – that will really determine how I feel about them in the postseason. I trust them more than some other some of the other NFC teams that are going to be in the postseason because of their history, because of Kyle Shanahan, and somewhat because of the talent. But I can't say that they're better than their record, having watched them all season long. We will see because they have to play the Miami Dolphins Ooh. this week. I could not be more nervous enough for them. Yeah. For a game yeah, coming up, a lot of teams. Right, right. A lot of teams got their eyes on Odell oh, Beckham Jr., but none more than the Bills. The Cowboys and the Giants. What team will give Odell the best shot of the Super Bowl? Is it the Bills or is it the Cowboys? We have to figure that out next. Do not go in. Which Avenger would you be shady? Now, Odell Beckham.
Odell Beckham, he's got to figure out how to make his life more enjoyable. Right now, he's chilling on the street. He is, in fact, healthy, but he's trying to figure out where to sign. Remember, in the Super Bowl last year, through a quarter and a half, he was on pace to be the MVP, but then he tears his ACL. Now, fast forward, where should he go? The Cowboys, Bills, both sitting at 8-3, and three, and they both want Odell on the roster. OBJ's former teammate, Von Miller, said, quote, he's going to see the Giants, us, and the Cowboys. But I think when he comes here to Buffalo, I don't think he's going to want to leave. I love the thought of Odell playing for the Bills with Josh Allen or even Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Dave, you covered the Cowboys for 10 years, so you understand the dynamic of Odell Beckham and what he could bring to that locker room. Who gives Odell the best chance at a Super Bowl? Is it the Bills or the Cowboys? Y'all want me to lean in on this thing so hard, man. Like, I, I don't appreciate the position you're putting me in. Like, a soundbite where I'm like, yeah, the Cowboys give somebody the best chance to win a Super Bowl. All that stuff me and Joy, and Joy say is still true. 30 year, 26 years since they've been to the NFC title game, I don't feel comfortable saying the Cowboys give anybody the best chance to get to a Super Bowl. But they haven't proven they can do it but, in 26 years. But – but there it is. There it is. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. The I cow- knew that butt was coming. The Cowboys have an easier path to oh. a potential <clears throat> Super Bowl than the Bills do. They just do. You can break it down on multiple levels. They play indoors, which I think is, is significant to a wide receiver who relies on speed and shiftiness. They're also in the NFC. You're talking about Philly, San Francisco as the closest things to true threats. Vikings fans, I just watched your team lose by 37 to the Cowboys. I'm sorry. That's going to take a minute to forget. Now go over to the Bills. You got Miami in your own division. Like, we took for granted for the first half of the season that the Bills might, or that the Bills would win the AFC East. That is not a given right now. You got the Chiefs, who for my money are the team to beat in the entire league, including the Eagles. You got Joe Shiesty and the Bengals coming on strong. You got Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. AFC looks like a war zone and then the nfc it's it's the cowboys eagles and and 49ers for my money i feel so uncomfortable putting the cowboys in the same sentence as the phrase super bowl but it's an easier situation it just is you like the easy way out in life yes when it comes to winning a championship yeah absolutely not me man you got two uh, in 26 years i got two of them took the hard road i did all the hard stuff my whole career and it took to the end you know what i'm saying the hard work to get the championship you get one i'm two got two i'm different i'm built different i feel it is it my goals who's going oh that's soft anyway best route to win a super yeah i got you i'm gonna go to bills right i'm going with the bills this is the reasons why first of all i mean Dak Prescott or Josh Allen? Like, like a superstar, superstar, MVP candidate, or a game manager? Who's going to throw you the ball? And then if I look at it like this, when, when Odell Beckham came to the Rams, they had Cooper Cup. So I didn't have to be, or he didn't have to be like the main guy. They already had a number one guy. So now I'm getting the, the, the second what, cover, best defender, cover defender. And now if you go to the Bills, I mean, depending on how the defense schemes it up, Gabe Davis is a beast. So now I might get the third best cornerback so now I can really get myself going and let's not let's not forget this Odell has been he hasn't been playing ball for a long time he's been hurt in the ACL so let me slowly get myself together if I go to the Cowboys with with, with Dak and, and the boys like I'm gonna be the guy I think CeeDee Lamb is good but I mean he maybe he's a little bit better than Odell because Odell has been playing where he go there get all the attention now he got to go against the number one cornerback every game so I think that he can go to the, the Bills I think they, and they throw the ball first of all the Bills throw the ball a lot more like, they throw the ball deep. I mean, Dak, he's attempted 11 passes over 25 yards. 
Oh, that, oh, that doesn't like that. Air yards. Oh, that doesn't like, he doesn't like that. The, the Bills, we throw the ball deep. Led the league last week. I'm just letting you know that. Like, he, he's only attempted 11 passes. That's, that's Brink's last in the NFL. I don't know if you knew that. I know he so, led the league. So that means, so that means they don't week. throw the ball deep. Odell Beckham, <laughs> if I remember Odell Beckham like you do, he like, he like deep balls. Yeah. You know what I mean? One-handed, over 25 yards, over 30 yards. So, Odell, if you want to win and be the guy that we all know you to be, go to the Bills. Uh, I have to agree with Shady because I cannot put the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Joy is stronger than me. Can't like, she it. draws a hard line, whereas no. I'm, like, dancing around with it. Not to crash the segment, but I think that the better place for him is the Dallas Cowboys. I, I just think it is. One, you're going to actually contribute. I don't know how much he's actually going to contribute in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. They don't need Odell. Right. So that, that's a good thing and a bad thing. Like, the, the Cowboys need Odell, so he will contribute. So what does Odell truly want in his heart of hearts? Like, does he want to contribute? to a Super Bowl run, or does he want to be a part of a team that could make a Super Bowl? Like, I feel better about the Bills getting to the Super Bowl than I do the Cowboys, even if they have a harder path, because I feel like it's a better team, right? The better quarterback. Better coach. But how much is he really going to contribute in Buffalo? Because they don't really need him. You know what I mean? So I, I, I'm, I'm sort of split on that. I just feel like the Bills have a better chance because they're a better team. I think the better situation is for Odell to go to Dallas. Shady, break this down for me. What did you want towards the end of your career? Because you could have gone somewhere and been a higher caliber contributor, but when you went to the Buccaneers after you already won one Super Bowl, very similar to Odell Beckham, right? There are a lot of parallels. Odell went to the Rams, wins the Super Bowl. You went to the Chiefs, win the Super Bowl. Then you leave. You go to the Bucks. You knew you were not going to be the starter. Mm -hmm. You knew there was a guy by the name from USC, Rojo. young bull uh, Ronald Jones yeah, Ronald out Jones. of USC, and then they bring in Fournette. Yeah. But you stay... In Tampa, you don't demand a trade. Joy speaks of the fact that Odell might not be as utilized, but you've literally been there before. If you're Odell, what's more important to you, yards, catches, or better chance of winning? And that's the thing with Odell Beckham, that I can't really answer that question. But when I see him, I think he loves attention, right? This is when I watch him. I think he's a superstar player that deserves the attention. So, I mean, I think Dallas would be great for that. But if you want to win and, and keep your legacy alive as far as a winner and get a, a other opportunity to play on another winning team, I think it's the Bills. What did you want? What did you want? What did I you want to win or did you want to win? I want to win. I mean, I had a lot of numbers at Pro Bowls, all pros. I got way more numbers at, at my career than he did. But I was older, I think. Of course. Yep. Than he is. Um, but, but, yeah, I want to win. I just think it, it, it matters what he wants. You know, if he wants to go out there and win games, I would go to Buffalo. Better quarterback to throw the ball way more and get more opportunities. But then if you go to the Cowboys, like Joyce said, they kind of need him more. So it depends. He but, might not be, really be ready to go against the number one cornerback. He hasn't been playing football. Yeah, I don't think he would still with Dallas. I just think if the, if the Bills won and he didn't have a big moment in the Super Bowl, would it really be the story at all that Odell was a part of, the, uh, of that team? You I, know? Think he, I think he would help out, though. if it's the yeah. Cowboys. Well, I'm not saying he wouldn't, but, like, yeah. let's say he didn't have those moments he had with the Rams, okay. right? Like, he just – he has one catch in the Super Bowl, and it's, it's not really that significant. Are we going to talk about him the way that we did? Like, we talked about Matthew Stafford. We talked about Odell. Like, we talked about these guys getting a Super Bowl being significant. Right. I think that would be the same. Like, if he wins a Super Bowl with the Dallas Cowboys, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? You can't, you, nobody can tell you nothing for the rest of your life. I guess I'm fascinated, Shady, because as a fan and friend of yours, when you were in Tampa, I would often check the numbers because I'd be like, yo, my guy's close to X amount of yards, X amount of yards. And then I remember seeing some games. I was like, wait a second. He, like, lost yards this game. Yeah. But you won a Super Bowl. So, oh, I never lose a I, – I had one game I did good running. I didn't, I didn't have any carries. 
Let me say this. Get would it right. You, would you have rather... <laughs> this is live. This you, is live. Would you have rather in your last season... I'll average 4.6 a carry. Would you have rather in your last season had 1,000 rushing yards or had an additional Super Bowl? Nah, Super Bowl. I mean... I, Why? Because I just think that it's hard to win. I've been a uh, hell of a running back my whole career, but I haven't really won. I got all pros. I got rushing titles. I got all that. All decade player. I got stats. But I didn't win no championship. So to get that, that was big for me. Just to see that, go through that whole experience. Like, you... I, I, I can't even explain how that feeling feels, you know? But I can tell you how a Russian title feels. Yep. I can tell you how I do contracts and all that. I can tell you how that feels. You can't, you can't speak on that. And even for Odell's case, when he did go to the, to the Rams, right, he got a lot of them balls and opportunities because he wasn't Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup had the, the hard work. I got the, I got the double teams, mm-hmm. the, the, the main corner. Well, now I'm Odell Beckham. I'm still nice. Oh, so you want to give your best corner to, to Cooper Cup? Cool. I'm going to kill this, this number two guy. And that's what he did. So I would go to the Bills and get busy. Yep, I feel it. Well, coming up, we have to have a conversation because the most brilliant thing I heard on television on Sunday, I have to share with you why the Dolphins and Tua have been so successful. It is not what you think. It is because of what we will tell you when we return. It will likely, hopefully, blow your mind. Coming up, that's next on Speak. Tua Tungavailoa having an MVP caliber season, but I was trying to figure out why. I was watching the Dolphins game last weekend, and I realized the most important action this offseason, it wasn't a transaction. It was actually a conversation. Tua, after his second year, he, he, he was starting to question himself. He, he said that multiple times during the year last year, he looked in the mirror, and he asked himself, do I suck? And then head coach Mike McDaniel put together a 700-play tape to show him how good he actually is. So how good is Tua? Currently fifth in the league in touchdown passes. How good is Tua? Second in the league as far as fewest interceptions thrown. How good is Tua? Second in the league in completion percentage. I realized that the most important assets for Tua wasn't the assets they acquired. The most important occurrence for Tua was a conversation that occurred. So I want to have an incredibly important conversation at this desk. LaShawn McCoy, you rushed or you acquired 15,000 total yards in your career. When you think about the jump that Tua Tungabailoa has made, I want to ask you, was there a conversation that you had with a coach, with a mentor, with a friend, with a family member that really changed the trajectory of your career? I'm going to say, first of all, the, the, the word is confidence, right? I had a coach by the name of Deuce Staley. He's a running back coach for the Lions, and he's, um, he was the assistant head coach of the Lions right now. So when I got to the, the league in 2009, I was just so happy to be there. But the game was so fast, like I, I couldn't catch up. I only did two years at Pitt. So I come there, and I'm starting to learn the playbook. I'm trying to learn all these different plays. And I'm not making guys miss. I'm thinking in my head. And I had a moment like that, like, yo, how I, I was All-American in high school, by the way. I'm like, yo, how I go from being All-American to going to Pitt for two, only two years? I'm in the league. Like, am I, am I good? And I remember Deuce would show me tapes of my college tapes, right? And he would show me highlights of small plays I made in, in, in the league. And he was like, listen, you, you, you the best. You really that good. And I'm thinking, like, is he just telling me because he's my coach? So as he showed me more and more tape, as I had more and more games, he said, yo, you need to know you that good. He would call me up on the phone. This one like a, like a, like a Wednesday at the practice. He said, yo, you know you got the best feet in the, in the NFL? I'm thinking like, what? So the more he kept doing it, he built that confidence in me. Right? So now when I play on the field, I know I'm a badass. Right? I know I am. People look at me like I'm crazy. You young. Nah. And I kept I got better and better and better. It's the confidence. You look at Tua. Mike McDaniel has been building that confidence. Tua got the same arm he had last year, same arm strength, same accuracy. What's the difference? The difference is 
this is this is confidence. Dave, you've covered the league for 10 years. You've seen a lot of quarterbacks develop over the course of their career. I know you had a story that this tour reminded you of. It's actually it goes way back to my to my youth. But honestly, and maybe it's it's a little bit ironic because it involves the Dolphins. But when I heard this and seeing this relationship with Mike McDaniel and Tua, it reminds me of Sean Payton and Drew Brees. To be honest mm. with you. And it's easy to forget this because Drew Brees went on to such an incredible career. 2005, he's a high second-round draft pick, drafted 32nd overall by the Chargers, has a 15-interception season. The Chargers have already gotten Phillip Rivers. His time's done. He tears his labrum at the end of that season. Miami and New Orleans were the only teams that were even interested because nobody knew how he would recover from the surgery. Saints hire Sean Payton. Sean Payton is like, yo, we're going to build this thing around you. This, 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 and this, or what you do well, I'm going to build it all around what you do well. I believe in you. He wasn't even, like, fully recovered from surgery yet. He signs with the Saints. I don't need to say anything else. And I've always, you know, growing up in New Orleans, I always watched that of this, like, symbiotic relationship between your head coach and your quarterback. The coach believes in the quarterback. The quarterback trusts the head coach implicitly. It was amazing in New Orleans. It's obviously, it's so early to put that on Tua and Mike McDaniel, but it's hard not to think about it when I watch them because that's what it reminds me of. Joy, a quarter century you've been watching the Miami Dolphins closely. They have been Vince. one of your teams. Yeah, that, you speaking that, it was, it was a trauma. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> I can feel it I in my bones, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> Nick Saban remembers that as well. When was the moment that you saw the light go on for Tua as a fan? Uh, I think it was the Ravens game. I don't react too much to week one in the NFL. You got new players, new coaches. There's a lot happening. I mean, like you said, we don't think Dallas is the same team that lost to Tampa week one. But week two against the Ravens, six touchdowns, a comeback win against a team that we all take very seriously, who's coached well and has an MVP-level quarterback, a great defense. For them to come back and win the way that they did, for Tua to be the reason that they won – And the narrative after the game wasn't, wow, I can't believe the Ravens lost to the Dolphins. It was, I can't believe the way the Dolphins beat the Ravens. Now we were concerned about them, but that was a game where I think everyone took a step back like, that's not the same guy that we've watched over the last two years. And I think you, as much credit as I give Mike McDaniel, because I have watched this team for 25 years, and it is remarkable the cultural turnaround that he has had there because he was up against it, remind everyone what he walked into there, I think you got to give Tua some credit, too, because as much as Mike McDaniel did an amazing job building it up in Tua, when you consider what Tua went through his first two years, they're being replaced by Ryan Fitzpatrick, not starting when he got there, then going in, then being replaced by Ryan Fitzpatrick, then spending the whole year talking about Deshaun Watson, then spending the rest of the offseason figuring out that they also wanted Tom Brady. He's constantly thinking he's going to be replaced. You have to be receptive to that kind of positivity, too. When you're that down, when you're that devoid of confidence, you got to trust again. And that's that's really hard to do. It's hard to say this person, like you said, you didn't even really believe Deuce. Like, you got to say, you know what, I'm going to believe this person and allow them to pour into me as well. Because it's hard to rebuild confidence when you've been beaten down like that. So I got to give two of the credit, the most credit, because he's the one that actually took that positivity and manifested it into the season that he's having now. What would LaShawn McCoy's career had looked like if Deuce had never had that conversation with you? I mean, I, I, I think I wish I'd have been a good player. I don't know if I'd have been as good, right? I remember he would say stuff like this. this I'm a competitor at, at, naturally, so he would do stuff like um, Adrian Peterson would walk across the field or, or, you know, warming up, 
And when me and him be training, like me and Deuce get, get warm for the game, you think he better than you? Dang, you think he know who you is? He would say stuff like that to me. We play another game. Now I'm, st- I'm a starting running back. Um, I, I, at the time it was, um, um, what's the big hit from the, the um, Rams, number 39? Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson. He said, dang, dog, they picked him last year at a Pro Bowl than you? Dang, you think he's still better than you? He's old. Like, to get me going. You think y'all on the same page? I don't know. The people don't think so. And it would drive me. It would drive me. So Deuce really helped me to become that player, right? And, and I, I thank him for it. I, I even get emotional about it because, like, them one-on-one conversations, nobody hears them stories. You know, everybody would say Andy Reid drafted Shady McCoy, you know, and he made him this player. Or, or Patrick Mahomes, whatever it is. But you don't know, like, the, the small people in there, right? Like, like maybe the, the quarterback coach, Mike Kathaka, who's talking to Patrick Mahomes. Or the Deuce Daly's, the Raymond coach. You know what I'm saying? Who's in there really day-to-day text messages, calls. And then when I become the dog, he's like, I told you. You see what I'm saying? Like, so stuff like that really gets me going because he really showed me and I really believed him and it really worked. 2014, I got cut by the Philadelphia Eagles. I believe it was for the fifth time. My linebacker coach, Rick Minner. Rick Minner. Rick Minner. He comes up to me. Uh, His son's the current defensive coordinator for the Michigan Wolverines. My linebacker coach, Rick Minner, he comes up to me. He says, E, I wish I could buy stock in your future. Mm, Wow. By 2020, I just won an Emmy. I get a text from a number I didn't remember. All it says is stock price too high. <laughs> I said, hey, That's crazy. I appreciate you. Life is all about who speaks life into you. When you speak life into somebody and remind them who they are, it can change the trajectory of their life. Well, transitioning, World Cup fans, you have a chance to take home $10,000 for free on Saturday just by playing Fox Super 6. Download the Super 6 app on your phone and pick six outcomes in the U.S.-Netherlands game for a chance to win big. More speak after this. Do not go anywhere. I love when players in the fraternity show each other love. Joe Burrow on Patrick Mahomes. He said he's the best right now. He's been playing the best all year. It's fun to watch him. There really hasn't been a lot of people like him to come through the game. Shady, you think this is the next Manning, Brady? We keep, you know, desiring that rivalry. Is this the next great one? Uh, I'm not sure. Two good quarterbacks. One's great, one's good. But listen, don't fall for that, Mahomes. He's trying to make you soft. (laughs) Kick his butt. Kick his butt. You owe him. He beats you. Playoffs. Where all that? He he's, so, he's so good. Oh my lo- man! Look. Bengals are two and zero in their last two. They beat him in the regular season too. Yeah, we always pat. Oh, what a show! What that. a show! That's it for us. Race Hub is next. We will see y'all tomorrow, same time. <laughs> you not gonna drive an NASCAR.